0: Hi, it's Rainer G. It's Sunday, April 11th, um, almost the 12th. I'm doing this a little early tonight so I can get some rest for a change. Somebody asked me today via messenger what the difference is between free will and choice. And I said, you know what? I'll talk about that on the podcast and we'll go from there. Because there is a difference. People think that free will means choice. Actually, choice is when you choose free will or God's plan. There are two different things there. Um, When we have free will, that's that's true. That's what makes us non-divine humans because we have free will, which gives us the opportunity to make choices that aren't always the best for us because we're not following God's plan when we make choices based on free will. And I have a couple examples of that. I've tried to follow God's plan all my life. For those who don't know, um, I basically grew up in a cemetery after being thrown out of the house and beaten a lot. And, uh, and it, was, it was actually safer to be in a cemetery than anywhere else because nobody goes to cemeteries at night. So every morning I'd wake up and I'd talk to God and say, what are we doing today? And whatever it is, I'll help you if you help me. And we got into a very good relationship with each other where I felt like he really was my dad and, uh, and we, could, we could discuss things and he'd be there for me. But I also would obey whatever he wanted me to do. So I followed his plan more than my own choices a lot. Until in high school or 18, when I thought I was wiser, I guess, I, we, we start to believe in ourselves more than anything else. Um, so you make choices. So I chose to join the Marines when things got tough. I walked three and a half miles to Dunkirk, New York, and signed up. Went to uh, Paris Island for boot camp and then MCRD San Diego for electronic school and Camp Pendleton after that. And when I was ready to be deployed to Vietnam, I got a bu- bunch of vaccinations and got paralyzed the next day and, and have lived a life of choices ever since then. I still try to follow God's plan and not my brain because our brains, when we make choices, get us into trouble because we mostly make the wrong choices (laughs) because the choices are not based on, on the right things. Most of the time choices are based on fear, fear of being poor, fear of being alone, fear of being rejected, abandoned, not liked by our friends, not being good enough not having any self-worth at all, not being worthy for others um, so they don't appreciate us, they won't love us, fear of not having love, not having all these things, it's all fear. And there are only two emotions, fear and love. If you look at anything in your life that is not going right, it can always be boiled down to fear or love and envy, jealousy, all those things, it's all fear. But when we replace fear with love and we start with the love of God or the great creator or whoever your higher self is to you, we then can love ourselves enough to make the right choices and we can choose free will or God's plan. Free will gives us the opportunity, like I said, to make bad choices. We'll still end up following God's plan, but most of us somehow take the harder road because we have all these choices. We go to the menu and we choose this, that, and the other, 15 different things, and find out that um, our eyes were bigger than our stomachs, or we didn't like something, we didn't even know what it was, but we chose it anyway. Just think about that. So we we end up in this maze of indecisions and then decisions, and those decisions are based on our egos, on what our brains are telling us, rather than what our hearts and soul are telling us. Uh, I I could have stayed in California because that's where I was stationed, and I wanted to. I, I was going to buy houses out there when they were cheap, and uh, I wanted to write films and movies and work in Hollywood and all those things. But, of course, I had been paralyzed, and that changed things a little bit. And uh, then my father called, who I hadn't spoken to in nine years at that time, I think, and he was crying, and he asked me to come home. And he had mellowed. He had learned some of his lessons. And so I said, all right, I'll come home for a couple weeks, but then I'm coming back. And I went home and humbled myself before my father and forgave him for everything that he did to me because it wasn't his fault either. He made choices based on how he was brought up, and his father made choices based on how he was brought up. And we judge all those things, don't we? We go into judgment mode, and we can't, because we don't know what their lives were like. We didn't walk in their shoes. We can only know what we, we can make our lives and what our lives are going to be like, and that's what we should concentrate on. But I went home and, and uh, thought I would be back in California in a couple of weeks and do all the things I wanted to do. And Of course, that didn't happen, because other choices came up. Do I stay here to help out the family? Do I stay here because I have friends that I used to know here? Do I stay here because I can afford it versus what was going on in California? All those kinds of things. I didn't know God's plan. I didn't know, Uh, but he will put things into our our paths to help us decide if we're gonna follow him or follow our own egos and minds. And so I ended up in Western New York for the next 30 years or or something like that, Maybe, maybe a little bit more. And I did a lot of good things. I mean, I worked for IBM. I did. I work. I was a computer engineer, and um, didn't know I was going to do that. Had no idea. And then made a lot of money, and decided I wanted to leave computers and learn about money. So I did that. I Got all my licenses as a financial advisor, and was doing holistic health stuff with my Native American grandmothers who had brought me up earlier. So I got reconnected to them. Raised eleven children, um, not my own but raise them anyway. It was not foster care. I didn't get paid by the government. I just took in kids who and took on kids whose parents or mothers or whatever just couldn't handle it. I did a lot and didn't know I was doing a lot. I would just get up every morning and say, what are we going to do today? And a child would prevent pre- prevent me from doing something, but it was God's plan that I should be prevented. Or a child would present for his self or herself to me. And that would be God's plan that I needed to take on that child so I could learn more things for myself. Things like that all my life. Um, As I got older, I started making choices instead of following plans. It was all based on fear. I had made good money. I had lost good money. I had made good friends. I'd lost good friends. I'd had relationships and lost relationships. And instead of just continuing the way I had been, I started blaming myself and others for what was going on in my life when when it was really just me. I was making decisions based on fear. I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to be poor. I didn't want to live there. I didn't want to live with someone else. I didn't want to live, you know, all those things we don't want because we're fearful of what it's going to mean to us. And so I made some bad choices, but we all do. That's what makes us human. We are humans after all. And uh, we're supposed to not be perfect yet. We try. We're supposed to try to, to uh, find our own divinity and be as close to God as we can. And my thing is at least try to be better every day than you were yesterday. So here I am down in Alabama one day a couple of years ago. and I have a, a screened-in office attached to a pool, um, which was also a vision that I had for, for this place. And I was supposed to go to a reunion up in Western New York, about a 19 and a half hour drive. And uh, I said, I got up at 4.30 in the morning. It was stormy, stormy, stormy. And I'm sitting out here looking out at the pool. And um, and I'm, I put my hands over my eyes. And I said, you know what? I don't have to go to this. I don't have to see these people. I haven't seen them in 50 years. Like, I can stay here. I don't have to drive through this. And I put my hands over my eyes. And I have a couple of... Lots of lights on the pool, but um, a couple of crosses. One has a flag on it, and the other one's a white. One that I gave to my friend, my sister-in-law, and um, they came on. the at four thirty in the morning, they all of a sudden lit up. So I picked up, put my you know picked up my head and looked, and the and these two crosses were on. And I looked up at the sky and I said, "Really, what are you telling me?" I have to go. And uh, I put my hands back over my eyes and bent my head down. And when I picked my head back up and uncovered my eyes, the two crosses turned off. They're solar, so they they should be on at night, and they are until about 10, and then they go off. So 4.30 in the morning, they're supposed to stay off. So as soon as I saw them go off again, I got in the car in the storm and started driving to Fredonia, and I made it. It was a rough trip, very rough, because the storms were all the way up, up 65 all the way up through four states before it calmed down a little bit. But I had to follow what God was telling me to do. Okay, so I get up there and I, I see some of my old classmates who I thought always hated me. But it turns out some of them were afraid of me. And some of them had no idea what was going on in my life then. And um, and some were very still close to me. So we had a good time that night. The next morning, everybody's going to go split up and do whatever. And a couple of them said they were going to the cemetery because they hadn't seen their parents' or grandparents' graves in a while, because they had moved away. And I said, oh, maybe I should do that too. My father and my brother are buried there. And um, I said, I hadn't been there in years and years. So, So I got to the cemetery, and it took me time to find the grave site. But I parked the car and walked down through some graves, and there was the headstone of my father's name, my brother's name, and my mother's name. Now, my mother had moved out away from being my next door neighbor about f- five or six years before that. And she stopped talking to me because I wouldn't, she was becoming a little senile and demented. And she wanted me to accuse her roommate of stealing things and all that. And I wouldn't do it. So she stopped speaking to me, but I didn't um, honor her the way I should have. I took her in several times in my life, but I, I, I didn't go and humble myself before her. So I had no idea. That she had died and she had died three years before nobody told me so to, to to try to describe the feeling it was to stand in front of that gravestone and see your mother's name not knowing that she had died by the way when she moved away from being my next door neighbor she moved six miles away but nobody told me that she had died so i got on my knees best i could I looked up at God and I said, This is why you wanted me to come here. I would never have known. To this day, I can call her phone number and get voicemail. And of course she can't call me back. And I can go on Facebook and see her Facebook page. And of course she's not there. My brother took over, my half brother took over, got everything that she ever owned, including the gun I was supposed to get, but that I don't care about that. The point is is that he never dissolved her counts. So I could have been calling her all this time saying, you know, apologizing or want to see her and just thinking she's never called me back. And um, it wouldn't have been true. I mean, she's dead. Uh, and I, it took me quite a while. To, it was quite a shock. I'll tell you, I could, if I was writing a movie scene, I don't know as a director how I would direct somebody to respond and react to walking up to that stone and seeing your mother's name on it. But the point is, that if I had followed me instead of God, if I had listened to my fears of driving in the storm, and it was a bad, we get bad storms down here. If I listened to my fears and not gone to the reunion, I never would have gone to the cemetery and I never would have known my mother had died. So learning to follow God, which is God's plan versus free will, is very important if we wanna find out who we are and get our connection to God more solid. And this time with everything that's going on in the world, you better have a very solid connection with the Lord. I don't care if he's your great creator, if he's your higher self, or whoever you want, I don't know. And I I don't judge that. Um, I have people judging me, saying, how can you be a Christian and be for Trump and not for Biden? And I'm like, no, you don't even want to go there. You don't even want to go there. And that's a whole different podcast anyway. But I, I have always had a close relationship with God. Um, I don't see people on many sides of the aisle having any relationship with God whatsoever. They live in fear. And you, you, you wouldn't see that if you look. you say, oh, well, they, they think they're so important and blah, blah, blah. I said, well, where do you think they get that haughtiness from? Fear. Fear of not having power anymore, not having enough money getting old, not ever having a job, knowing what anybody would do with you, fear of losing family, fear of losing... I mean, they're, they're fearful. And that they use that fear to, to dictate to others so that they feel like they have power. So they are fearful of losing power. And they don't ever ask the right questions. Whenever I'm going to do something or say something to somebody, if I'm gonna make a decision, I always ask two questions. Am I coming from love or fear? And I really have to ask that because most times we're coming from fear. If I'm coming from love, I can move on to the second question. Is what I'm doing or saying in the best interests of everybody, including me? Because a lot of times we spend our lives trying to please others, which is an ego thing again, you want them to like you, so keep pleasing them. And then they don't have to please you. They don't have to give to you. You don't have to be the recipient. You don't have to learn how to receive. So you have to ask those two questions. Is Am I coming from love or fear? And is this in the best interests of everybody, including me? So you don't have to be the sacrificial lamb or the martyr or whatever. You can actually do things out of loving yourself. You won't see that anywhere. You see people addicted. We talk about addictions with drugs. Just people are addicted to fear and to anger. And fear and anger will destroy you. It destroys your liver. It destroys your gallbladder. It destroys your spleen. It destroys your brain, um, your nervous system. You name it. You, you all of a sudden can't walk someday, not because of injections from vaccinations from the Marine Corps, but because you're afraid to take the next step. And instead of asking God to just show you how and learning to walk again, you live in fear and you go to the doctors and you get pills. And the pills are supposed to alleviate your fears. (laughs) Try doing the other thing. Try asking those questions and getting in touch with God so that you can find not free will, but the choice between free will and God's plan. God does have a plan. He's got one for you. He's got one for the whole USA and for the whole world. But we we have to listen and we have to obey. I hate to use that word, but it's true. If God says to me, get in the car and go, you'll be safe. Don't be afraid. I'm gonna do it. If God says, take in this child, take in those children, do what you have to do, I'll take care of it, I have to believe. And I don't it's not a it's not a task to do that, it's not a burden. It's okay, whatever you say. And you go do it. And sure enough, every single time, his plan is better than mine. And so I'm pretty sure that his plan is better than yours. So instead of thinking about free will and choices, think about the difference between free will and God's plan. And then you won't have to make any more choices. Just follow one. One plan, one choice. Okay, this is Sunday, and... Uh, this is short. I will be back on Monday. I'm not sure. I want to talk about mental health. I want to talk about essential oils. I want to talk about teeth and uh, how that all connects to politics. And a lot of you won't know how to connect those dots, but I can. I will. So please keep listening. My ratings have gone down over the last two days um, instead of up, even though I keep asking for whatever I'm asking for, for help. Please share these things. Couple of you, uh, shout out to Dennis Deckard. Thank you for your comment and um, and for listening every single day. Uh, I need people like that to believe in what I'm saying. Or saying, you know, I want to listen today, and I hated what she said, but I'll listen tomorrow to see if I like what she said. Whatever, you got to listen though. I'm gonna say things that other people don't say. Go to earthwalk-usa.net. Or go to potomatic uh, earthwalk-usa.potomatic.com and share these recordings, like them. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow sometime. Until then, this is Raina G. God bless America.